Welcome to Box Cutters, episode 12. I'm Josh Canal, sitting at 11 o'clock, Ross McQueen. Good news, everybody. And at 1 o'clock, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. See, I thought I'd, I'd do that. I'd do the 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock thing so that people get a, a, a better idea of how the studio is laid out. So, you know what I could have done? I, I could actually, using the technology in the studio here, have uh, a little bit of panning. I'd be in the centre and you'd be on the right and you'd be on the left. Oh, yeah. But just for the sake of size... Uh, the podcast the goes out in mono. It's in mono. So oh, okay. it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. Radio. But we'd know. Yeah. If You know what? If anyone has a, a, a panning switch on their uh, on whatever they're listening to us on, maybe it's in the car... Maybe it's on, on the computer. When I talk, just have me in the right speaker. When Ross talks, have, you know, it makes the show interactive. <laughs> and that's what I love about Box Cutters. Another thing I love about Box Cutters is that we talk about television. Big week of television. Very exciting oh, news. Is that what we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we've been doing every week. Okay. Brent, this is this is the 12th week. You, you thought we were talking about industrial relations before we were done. <laughs> but no, it's television. Oh, those people Damn. are so happy. Oh. Huge week in television. Huge week. Huge week for news. And, Very big news. And so we're going to cover that all. Of course, we do have news mm-hmm. coming up in the show. We've also got some Ray Watch. Ross, you're going to talk about Rove? I am indeed. This is, And we're not talking about Carl Rove? No, no. Okay. Rove McManus. Australia's own Rove. I'll... Uh, I've got some quotes. Perth's own Rove. Perth's own Rove. Well, you know, he's, he hasn't lived in Perth for a while. He doesn't own property in Perth, as far as I know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't checked his portfolio recently. Or maybe it's Perth's own John. Mm. Hey, maybe so. Yeah, well, that, maybe was, so. that, that was one of the first Box Cutters quiz answers. We do have a special Box Cutters quiz. Uh, I'm going to talk about... Uh, did I say we've got quotes? We've got quotes. I'm also going to talk about sweeps in the US, because... I've been hearing all about sweeps weeks for... They've got their brooms as, out. Yeah, they do have their brooms out. Mm-hmm. Uh, chim, chimney, chim, and, uh, chimney, chim, chim, chiri. <laughs> a sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Blimey, governor. <laughs> have we got any guests coming in today? No guests no today. No guests today. Okay. No maybe guests. next week. Maybe next week we will have a guest. Mm. Mm. Uh, that sounds good. So, uh, so we look forward to that. And that's been Box Cutters for another week. <laughs> I'm Josh Canal. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought that was the end of the show. Let's go with the news. And now for the news. Foxcutter's news is never as violent as that theme makes out. Never as violent. Ross, kick us off. Oh, I've got some very exciting news. I'm so excited, I don't know which bit of news to do first. Well, but I think kick I'll, your pants on. I think I'll go with this one. Oprah and Dave, the feud is over. <gasps> oh. Oprah Winfrey is going on a Dave Letterman show. Oh my God. December 1st. What? When was this announced? Uh, he announced it on the show, which went to air here, I think it was Wednesday night, I was watching. First time I've seen Letterman for ages, and boy, what a one to catch <laughs> And he yeah, oh. made, the, made the big announcement, had the big poster of Oprah come down behind him and stay there for most of the show. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, for people who probably aren't 
they're big fans of Dave, it probably makes no sense. But if you're a fan of Dave, this has been building for a long, long time. So does the animosity go back to the Academy Awards where he said... Uma, this is Oprah. Oprah, Uma, Uma, this is Oprah. (laughs) Was was that what it was about? I I, I never picked up on what had happened. You know, I really don't know. I did catch the the campaign. Well, he's done several. He's done several. For a while, he was reading Oprah. They were reading Oprah transcripts. Because you can buy transcripts of Oprah episodes, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. they would. So two of the stagehands would read that. Uh, And then he had the big Oprah Call Dave campaign, which was getting people in public places to have giant signs telling Oprah to call Dave. And he got told in no uncertain terms to cease and desist with that. Really? I didn't know that. Apparently so. Yeah, one week it was there and the next week it was gone. And also there um, there was another one, another big campaign he had recently just anyway he's been doing it for five or six years just just plugging away try and get her on and it it never looked like it was going to happen oh that's right he had the oprah diary because oprah on her show gives advice if you want your dreams to come through you know you have a dreams diary and all that so he had a dreams diary where every week he'd fill in and say Still haven't heard from Oprah, <laughs> and he also he also used to make fun of Doctor Phil quite quite a bit. And, he did, he did, and Doctor Phil ended up on on Dave as well. So what we learn from this lesson is Dave is more powerful than anybody else on television. Well, I think he might be. I think he might be, but very exciting. Uh, Brett doesn't buy that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's difficult to to be able to tell from this he's, far he's, afield. Yes. Yes, well, but can, he's definitely very powerful. I can, he, he, he's that. a lot more powerful than Ron Howard. Yes. <laughs> See, I'd actually heard at the beginning of last year that that was going to be his last year and he was going to finish up the show at the oh, end really? of the year. Oh, really? Okay. You and see, then that didn't happen. Okay. I, I'm wondering if this is maybe a prelude to the end. Although they do, they do have a new credit sequence, only a little bit different, but they've changed the way the band is introed. They're no longer at... Uh, Grand Central Station or wherever they were sitting and the camera sweeps over, yep. they're now kind of on an outside New York street and the camera kind of glides past again. Not that that's an indicator one way or the other, but uh, I was wondering if, you know, if now that he's got Oprah, <laughs> maybe that's it, he'll call it quits at the end of the year. Well, maybe. Which would be which would be a shame. But yeah, very exciting news. That goes to air here, uh, should be on, uh, I think on Friday, December 2nd, I think it should go to air here. Uh, and which means the way Channel 9 is scheduling it at the moment, you'll probably have to sit through about five or six movies to get to it, but it'll be well worth it. Because <laughs> it'll be on at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, product placement in uh, in TV shows. Sorry, this, this is perfect timing. Um, do we have... Do we have oh, no. Just, no, no. What? Th- that'll be next week's Green Guide. I'm getting ahead of myself. You are. Mm. You are. We'll know, that, we'll know that next week, Brad. Mm. So just patience. We'll know it on uh, Sunday. You'll know it on Sunday, Brett, if you're looking at Sunday papers. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. As I do. Mm. Product placement in TV shows has, uh, has gotten a bit of news this week. Yes. Uh, with Josh, could you just pass me over your Nokia phone <laughs> there? Sure. Uh, and why don't I also pass you the keys to my Ferrari? Don't knock over the car. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know the great thing about these things is the infrared connection to my Sony Vio laptop <laughs> just makes the integration seamless. <laughs> One of the uh, one of the things that even with Sony's virus on there, oh, Sony and their root kit. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. It's uh, you know that's a whole different show. I'm really looking forward to to the Britney Spears B album coming out on Sony BMG December I think, ten. I think people have gotten the point, Brett. <laughs> people have the point. You're doing product placement. We get it. Can we move on? Okay. Product placement has gotten a lot of news in uh, during the week. 
in the States with directors, writers and actors getting together for the first time, complaining that there's too much product placement that they have to put in their shows, wanting to have a little bit of control over which products get shown and how, and also wanting to get some of the profits from that, mm-hmm. thinking oh, okay. they should share it with the producers. Now, that's the end of the news item. Well, This is where the editorial starts. Okay. What right do they have? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I really support actors' rights. I support writers' rights. I even support directors' rights. Sure, I think they have a bit too much control in some situations. But they have rights to that control. Sure, they're the ones on the floor. But producers put products into the shows because writers, actors, directors, well, not so much directors, writers and actors definitely get paid so much money. Actors especially get paid so much money for doing their shows. How are producers supposed to be able to pay that money without being able to make some money? There's no point. They do get profit share through their wages. It's as simple as that. Shut up, get back to work, stop you whinging, make some good television. <laughs> End of editorial. I caught uh, Survivor from uh, Friday night and uh, the the prize for, for the, what are they called? Challenge. Challenge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, was the reward was being challenge. helicoptered over to some resort and, and getting Folgers coffee, which was like pure product placement. I don't know Folgers coffee, but but for some reason, when they say, said Folgers, I imagine something like international roast. <laughs> no, yeah. is it like that? I mean, they, no, they did have they did have uh, they've uh, got plungers and stuff. Yeah, plungers. It's, it's it's actually plunger coffee. The thing about Folgers coffee is it's all different. They've got it in all different flavors. Americans have this crazy notion that they need to flavour all of their coffee. Yeah, if you go in Starbucks, you want a squirt of hazelnut with that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. When, quite frankly, I don't want a squirt of hazelnut in anything. <laughs> I don't uh, want hey. anything that you're squirting. <laughs> but yeah, the, the uh, you know reality shows, game shows, documentaries, notorious for, for putting product placement in. And, and, and to be fair, Survivor's never kind of hidden the fact no, they do. Mm. Uh, but thought, it's a very expensive show to make. Yeah, and I thought a few years ago it was quite funny where they, uh, you know, where the product placement was beer, but not regular beer. It was Miller's light beer, <laughs> and so they said to all the contestants, "I know what you've been hanging out for a light beer." And in the states, like, yeah, in the states, light beer isn't light beer. Oh, isn't it? No, actually, it's kind of diet beer. Actually, no, no. Well, in the states, Miller's genuine draft because everything light. is light beer in the states. Yeah, everything is light beer. Decent beer, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's been the beverage hour on Box Cutters. <laughs> well, my other bit of exciting, very, very exciting news that I had to reveal this week is the great Futurama is back on free-to-air TV. Yes! Starting next Wednesday night. From the beginning. From the beginning. They're screening in, it from the beginning. In order? In order. <sighs> They're starting with the, yeah, with the opening pilot. That's amazing. I'd never thought Channel 7 would do that. Channel 10. Right! It's been sold to Channel 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, so, so Channel 10 next Wednesday? Next Wednesday. They what picked time? it up. Uh, 8 o'clock. They're showing Simpsons at 7.30 and Futurama at 8. Fantastic. If, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, get on it. It's a fantastic show. Whether, in fact, that will... Uh, they say they're showing it from the start. Whether that means they'll show five episodes and then can it, who knows. But 
fingers crossed that they'll show all hundred and something well, episodes that there are. Think, it's not Channel 7, is it? No, it's not Channel 7. <laughs> things rarely get canned over summer. That's true. That's true. But it might be that it will only last until the end of non-ratings. Yes. I, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath for all of Futurama all in one go. No. No. If you do want that, get yourself Foxtel. It's on Fox 8 every hour. Yes. But I think it's, yeah, every hour. That seems excessive. Yeah. I, just, I know. <laughs> Pretty much everything on Foxtel is excessive. But I think, yeah, I think, personally, I think it's better than Simpsons. I think it's a fantastic show. And I think people should watch it. Although it has been cancelled in the States. Oh, yeah. It hasn't, it oh, hasn't aired in the States for years. They haven't made a new episode for four or five years. Speaking of uh, networks selling shows, I just want to gloat a little bit about our, my little scoop last week. If you uh, caught the podcast last week, last Thursday, a full entire week before the Green Guide, that uh, Channel 9 had sold the West Wing to the ABC. What I understand is that uh, they'll be screening it from the very beginning. Hopefully they'll get through it pretty quickly and we'll catch up to series... Six, seven now seven. in the States. It's, you know what, that's, that's going to take at least a couple of years before we catch up. But still, good on you. Yes, nice work. You heard it here first on Box Cutters last week. Yes, indeed. Uh, also, something else you heard first was that Channel 10 picked up Smallville mm-hmm. from Channel 9. Channel 10 will be airing Smallville from episode 14 in season two, which I think is where Channel Nine left off. Oh, okay, okay, and uh, and Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars when does that Veronica start? Veronica Mars. We, this, that starts this week. But I actually want to ask you guys. I mean, I probably won't ask you, Josh, because I know you're a Twin Peaks fan. But if you heard of, if you heard a show was a cross between the OC and Twin Peaks, Brett, mm-hmm. what would that make you think? Mm-hmm. Surreal with brand name. Clothing and vehicles. Yeah, I'd, I'd think picket fences. You think picket fences? Yeah, I, I just think it's a very odd way for Channel Ten to be describing it. I mean, well, it's, that's what they're describing Veronica Mars as. That's what they're describing Veronica Mars as in the ads. It's the OC meets Twin Peaks. No, it's not. It's a teenager who is also a private detective. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's how, all you need to know. I'm how, hooked. It how, sounds more eerie, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> and how many how many OC fans do you think would have ever heard of Twin Peaks? Oh, yeah, well, they weren't born. Yeah. Mm. That's so. Mm. TiVo wants to change how you watch television. Here or in the States? In the States. TiVo doesn't exist here mm. as much as we would try. Although, ooh, if we've got time later on in the show, I am going to talk about all of my plans for television. Mm. <laughs> I'm completely restructuring the way I watch television. But when you take over the world? No, no. Oh, just in your own little world? In, in my own living room. In the meantime, though, TiVo in the States uh, is kind of jumping on board with this whole uh, video iPod, downloading shows, putting them on your hard drive, being able to watch them when you want, where you want, how you want it. TiVo. Didn't we talk last week about something related with online and TiVo and you could go on the website and it would automatically program your TiVo? Yeah, yeah, this is different. Okay. This is different. TiVo now, when you uh, save a show onto your TiVo, you'll be able to download it onto your hard drive and then transfer it over onto your iPod uh, video and watch it that way, which is something you, you haven't been able to do before without a lot of hacking. You haven't been able to save shows from your TiVo onto another computer. Oh, really? Yeah. Direct- so, uh, directors around the world are now trying to make use of visuals that are basically the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, it's, it's really interesting that... Uh, we get HDTV at the same time that we get this technology to be able to 
what shows that we've recorded on the train. Uh, where where do the two match up? What's the point of having HDTV if you're just going to watch it on your on your iPod? Is is one point. The other point is <laughs> I really want TV everywhere I go. <laughs> um, at TiVo, I assume that TiVo haven't been using the codec that is the standard for the video iPod. Um, are they are they adding in a little uh, conversion app? Or when you sound, save it to your uh, hard drive? Well, the idea, I think, with the, with the video iPod is it would be useless if I couldn't, say, uh, shoot footage of my non-existent daughter, for example. You I don't think she's non-existent. I, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not turning up to court that day. <laughs> uh, but if I, was, if I was to shoot video right, of yep. my daughter, my, my friend's daughter, whatever, somebody's daughter, mm-hmm. I'm shooting video of her. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to then... Let's say it's my daughter, because that, that just makes the story a lot nicer. It does. Shooting video of someone else's daughter. You're going to need dangerous weird. waters there. So let's just say it's my daughter. Get I don't a, have a daughter. Get a little kitten or something. Okay. Okay. I'm puppy. Doing, I'm doing it with a puppy. Nobody can have a puppy. Right. Let's say I shoot some video of my puppy. puppy. dodgy. I, I shoot some video of my puppy, but I want to show you guys how cute my puppy is. I should be able to... <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Is puppy a euphemism? Sorry. No, it's a small dog. A friend of mine once showed me her puppies. Anyway, I should be able to transfer that onto my iPod so then I can say, look, look at, look at how cute. The, 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 the digital this small dog picture is. version of the snapshots in the wallet. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Fuck, that was convoluted. Can Next. you do that? Can you? I don't know. I don't have a video iPod. If anyone wants to buy me one. Hooray at boxcutters.net. I'll give you my address. You can send it to me. Or perhaps we could be the iPod box cutters and we could all get one. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Do you think they'll they'll sponsor us? It's it's not fair if I just get one myself. Mm. I think think they're looking for sponsorship of a show like that. iPod. I love iPod. (laughs) I love my iPod. Bring it on iPod. Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if we all had iPods? iPod, iPod, iPod. (laughs) Do you think that's enough? Corinne Grant from uh, Rove. Corinne. Corinne. Yes. Has quit. What? Yes. Yeah, they she, had a, a big farewell. She announced it on Rove on Tuesday night, and I know because I saw Rove. All two hours of it? Yes, all I saw about the first ten minutes, I think, so I saw Bert. Right. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm actually going to talk about Rove a bit later, okay. but I just want to mention in news, yeah, she's gone to do other projects, supposedly. The Glass House. Well, yeah, she's, she's still doing The Glass House, I as far as I know. Yeah. Yep. And she's doing stand-up at this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Which will be the first time she's done stand-up. Uh, I think she did some the first year that Rove was on Channel 10 and hasn't done any since. Didn't they have like a, a Rove road trip? Yeah, thing? but that that doesn't really count. Yeah, that's contractual obligation, I'm guessing. Uh, well, you know, let's see if we can get her on the show and, and see if she wants to yeah. talk about these decisions and her television future. Actually, I saw her in a movie, in a little short film. Well, she, she did say that she's going to be doing a lot more acting now as well, Ooh, which okay. I think is interesting. Okay. We might have trouble getting her on the show after I talk about Rove. Uh, well, let's just see. No, she's leaving. <laughs> she's leaving her. What, what does she care? What does she care? Uh, prosecutors say television shows affect juror expectations. This is, uh, uh, this is from the Associated Press in Atlanta, I think, uh, or somewhere, somewhere in the middle of the United States. Uh, at- sorry, South Carolina. It's right there at the top of the article. South Carolina attorney. That's coastal. Whatever. I'm not there now. It's not a geography quiz, is it? No. And stop thinking about my puppies. 
South Carolina attorney wants to make sure jurors are not letting Hollywood overly influence their trial expectations. The whole idea here is that jurors think that proof must be absolute because they've seen it that way on CSI and CSI-style shows. And a, a where, recent... Where truth, especially with the forensic stuff. Yeah, where truth is always absolute. And a, a recent trial uh, of... A, a recent murder trial was... Uh, called a mistrial because one of the jurors said, well, no, it's ridiculous. We need some DNA evidence proving that this body was blah, 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 thinking that they knew more than the experts. And, uh, and so attorneys are getting really, really, really upset because they're having trouble getting through trials because the, everyone thinks they're an expert now because they've seen a Jerry Bruckheimer show. Uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting way that television is ruining, every, ruining everybody's life. <laughs> That's all my news. I've got nothing that's else. That's all the news. I think that's it. I don't think I have anything. Right. That means you're in charge of this, Brett. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> I'm just going to very quickly talk about sweeps. Mm. <gasps> sweeps week. Okay. Is, uh, well, sweeps week isn't actually one week. It's 16 weeks in a year. Now, these are weeks where, uh, in the US, they stop showing some shows and try to show some other shows because they have these ratings bonanzas where they can... uh, Basically, they try to rate their asses off. So, every time you see, like, an episode of Friends where Phoebe gets married or somebody gets married or somebody might die in an episode or you think somebody might die in an episode or there's some ridiculous kind of cliffhanger thing where somebody's buried on the edge of a cliff (laughs) so that they're both buried and hanging off a cliff. That usually happens in sweeps weeks. Now, these are four sets of four weeks throughout the year, 16 weeks in total, and they're spread out throughout the year so that uh, the US networks and their regional affiliates can better work out how much to charge for advertising. And it's very complicated. The way advertising works in the States, and this, Brett Cropley, is why Australia has a much better rating system than the United States. Okay. The way advertising works in the United States is uh, there's 22 minutes per episode, or 22 minutes per half hour, and the other eight minutes are taken up with advertising. Six of those eight are taken up with national ads, which will be taken up by big companies, Ford, Starbucks, whatever. Then they've got two minutes for local ads. And what they do is they only take the ratings from regional areas, which is pretty much all of the United States. It's not the major metropolitan centres. It's everywhere else in the United States. Mm -hmm. And they take the ratings from those during the sweeps week so that the affiliates can say, wow, doesn't Friends rate its ass off? We're going to charge $100 million for one second of advertising. So they're artificially inflating the the prices of advertising, uh, thus, you know, basically stealing money from the small guy and the small, uh, regional the small, advertiser. small regional advertiser who has no power, no authority, can't say that this whole thing is a complete scam. And at the same time, the viewers either get ridiculous storylines in television or uh, the television shows are off air, like Arrested Development and 
Kitchen Confidential are off air in the States right now. That's how sweeps work. Because they don't rate. Because they, they don't rate and they're not going to rate. So why don't we just put on, you know, repeats of a show that we know rates instead? It's really confusing. It makes no sense. But that's why if you're in the United States, a lot of the time your show won't be on or Ross from Friends is going to get married again. That's sweeps. That's all I got. Hmm. But, I th- you know, I thought it was important to explain that because I've never understood. And I'll, I'll put it... Ross, you're so bored by this. <laughs> oh, I'm wondering how long until we get sweeps over here. I'm not um, sure exactly how... Well, we're not going to because we all of our ratings are done from... By a man. <laughs> with a chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> we know how you work, Austin. <laughs> we'll keep saying that until you answer our questions. <laughs> But it's a much better system. It is, it, you know what? It is a much better system than in the states, unless of course you have a VCR, which not many people do in the country. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no one, no one has a VCR here. Very rare. Anyway, the uh, the idea in the states is that TiVo will save us all mm. because TiVo can send back uh, things automatically, and uh, and those figures. See, the whole thing about sweeps and why they have this is because it's too much information to process the whole year round. It's because AC Nielsen are lazy. <laughs> well, why don't the networks over there just get together and, and make form their own company that counts their own figures? See, like I we had here, because we had AC Nielsen doing the TV here. Yeah, and now Oztam do it. Yeah. I still don't think Oztam is owned by the networks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, why don't the networks over there do that? Uh, I mean, clearly, something happened here that AC Nielsen don't do it anymore. Yeah, Oztam supposedly had a better system. Oztam had the electronic system rather than the diary system. They had the chicken. (laughs) AC Nelson did not have the chicken. It's a people meter. We can look into their homes and see what they're doing. We don't have to trust them to write it down. So next week in More Boring Ratings Explained, I'll uh, have a look at the UK system. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. I'm Naomi Robson. First, foul language. Is it acceptable or should people's mouths be washed out with soap and water for swearing? To fucking drop it in at the last minute, it should be able, you should be able to read every yeah. fucking word, every comma. It should yeah. be very specific. Yeah. Because mm. Notice I, I'm speaking over this morning, earlier and earlier every time. Yeah. Uh, is the, is that the, the Mission Impossible music in the background? Yes, it is. Why? Um, well, I, got, I happened to get this sample from uh, a website called Scan Australia. Right. Um, I think which is a group that, that uh, are enthusiasts for uh, like radio scanners. Oh, okay. And they listen to uh, police radio and that sort of stuff. Okay, and so, and so they got this and, and they put the Mission Impossible music yeah, on yeah. Right. Because I've never understood that. I could never work out what the connection was. Uh-huh. This, of course, is Raywatch. Yes, it is Raywatch. And it's a very quick one. Um, it was just something that I happened to uh, stumble upon um, a little while back. I was talking about... And I don't remember which one it was, but it doesn't really matter because <laughs> whether you're watching A Current Affair or Today Tonight, apart from the chick or the guy hosting it, they're pretty much the same thing. They do the same stories, have the same people talking about the same stories. There's not a lot of variety there. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but they were talking about... Uh, they are talking about cheap knockoff, or as the reporter said, counterfeit 
perfumes that you'll find in your big markets down in on Caribbean gardens, the pirates of the Caribbean, that's where they come from, <laughs> etc. They picked up uh, a few bottles of seconds perfumes and did a chemical an- analysis on them, comparing uh, them with the real thing. And surprise, surprise, they weren't the same thing. Oh. Well. Scandal. Then they did the smell test, getting somebody to put one of each on either wrist, wait a few hours and then see how uh, the scent was holding up. Uh and and as as it happened, uh, the the counterfeit ones uh, were wearing off uh, a lot quicker than the real things. So so hang on, I I don't understand. Are they saying at Caribbean Gardens, for mm. example, are they are they saying this is the exact same perfume? Uh, we, we're not the, even pretending that we're seconds. not. That's why they're selling it at the market for oh, cheaper price. Right, but maybe. The reason that they're seconds is because they had a bad mix and therefore would not be chemically accurate. Possibly. Possibly. You know, the, the, was, was that question posed in the article? No. No. They were, they were, these, these, people are, these people are pirates and they were talking to the police and saying these people can get fined for hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever. But that's not my point. My point... <laughs> Once we'd gone through all the, the smell tests and, and talking about counterfeiting, um, <laughs> was... <laughs> I'm so against my feet! <laughs> the real spiller. Because the profits of these counterfeit perfumes goes to terrorism. <gasps> oh, really? Uh, you know what? I've always wondered why terrorists smell so nice. <laughs> but, uh, but only ch- for a very short time. For a very short time. <laughs> So if you're paying uh, cheap money for your knockoff perfumes, you're funding terrorists. How does that work? Where's the, where's the connection there? Because they, they make the counterfeit perfume. Ah, oh, I see. How? In, in their, their terrorist laboratories. Is this just someone who's read Fight Club it's... one too many times and went, <laughs> hmm, hang on a second, terrorists in that book made soap. <laughs> so maybe... I reckon, uh, I reckon they got... They got down the line with this story and just thought this isn't going anywhere <laughs> terrorists <laughs> we need something we need something to make it more beat it up beat it up yep yep oh that you know what that's you know it's a, it's a little bit like uh peer-to-peer music sharing is funding terrorists as well apparently oh, is it? i think that was what bush said yeah really mm. peer-to-peer music so so by not paying for music you're giving money to terrorists <laughs> yes that's, that, How does that work? That guy better watch what he says or his credibility is just going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Raywatch. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. I never miss a show. And like, sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. I, I love internet type. He's... I just I love Ed Phillips. He's great. <laughs> He's so good. You know who else is uh, on television? Rove McManus. He is indeed. How I, smooth was that? It was pretty smooth. I had a uh, I had a terrible night on Tuesday night. I don't know if anybody else was watching television. No, but you know what? I realised that I missed the last episode of Frasier and then realised that I didn't care anymore. Well, yeah, that's about right. I've never been one for well, Frasier, that's, so that's, how, how could how could something that Channel Nine do that to you, like? Completely beat the love for a TV show out of you. 
No, actually, uh, Frasier... I was just not very good. Frasier really shit outs for the last two, two seasons. I was in the pub over the road having a bit of a chat with a friend and dinner and, and it happened to be on one of the tellies in there. It looked like a very subdued finish. It's, it, oh. it really didn't look like much at all. I've dropped my pen in, <laughs> in how much I don't care. Yes. Yeah. So what, well, what, else anyway. was bad, what else was bad about Tuesday night? Ross? Well, I was, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Seinfeld. I'm a very big fan. Mm-hmm. And I saw an ad on Rove proclaiming that Rove was going to be a special guest. Uh, sorry, the Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Gary Seinfeld was going to be a special guest on Rove. Right. Oh. And, you know, I, I don't know whether I was more excited because I wanted to see the interview or pissed off that I was going to have to watch Rove to get to the interview. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Rove uh, personally. I, I, I just. I don't think it's funny. I mean, it's not Ronnie John's not funny, but it's still just. <laughs> it's still just not funny. Uh, in my, he's, just he's a man with a horse. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. So and you know I couldn't tape Rove and then fast forward and watch it because my wife wanted All Saints taped. <laughs> All Saints, which started. 25 minutes Which late. Which started 25 minutes late. And this, I think this was where the problem started because I'm, I'm kind of flicking around channels and I'm, I'm waiting to start taping All Saints and that freaking Dancing with the Stars show is just going forever. And they're all just loving each other and hugging and, and I'm thinking, just get it over with. Put your shirt back on, crap mole host, whoever you are. <laughs> get the Effie or whatever her name is who won. Just get her off. Put bloody... Uh, all Saints on so I can press tape so I can go back to watching Rove, which I'm not enjoying anyway, and wait for Seinfeld. And then CSI had their series finale on Sunday night, and oh, it's back by Tuesday. Good work, Channel 9. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good night. We won't be fooled again! <laughs> so, yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, Rove's okay, but it's just, it's just bland. I just... I just yeah, they did that thing, you know. Where it's, they, ma- it's mass appeal, Ross. It think? is mass appeal. You think? They, yeah, did, yeah. they did that thing where they have, you know, the still of a person and they replace the lips with mm-hmm. somebody else's lips and they do oh, the that, talking for that them. That thing that they do on Conan O'Brien a lot? Yeah, that, yeah right. that thing that they lampooned on The Simpsons six years ago as being hacky and unfunny then. <laughs> Rose just picked up on it now. Good work, Rove. And, and this time they were doing uh, President George W. Bush and the hysterical thing was, he was mispronouncing all these words. Oh. And this went for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and then, what the... Which is just like, oh, you know, some newspaper article has accidentally written shitting instead of sitting. I mean, that's hardly groundbreaking comedy. This, this and was that been... one of the best of the year? Were they doing a best of... No, what no, the... they were no. just doing the crap that got sent to them this week. <laughs> shitting. <laughs> <laughs> And the audience is like, it's like the audience is on acid. They're all just laughing hysterically at everything Rove says. You know, they, like, st- they still get so many what there's sent in. Right? I, I know. They it's, were telling... And yeah. this, is, this is how I know that it's mass appeal. And now that they've gone out to New Zealand, a lot of the what that they've had like five years ago, New Zealand ha- haven't seen them on what the... And so they're sending them all in again. They've got to oh, go really? through them all over oh, again. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyway, so I just think Rove's the new Daryl, basically. Uh, he 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 wants he wants Ooh, to be harsh words. Can, can can I say yeah that three years ago I was saying that Rove McManus has become Daryl Summers in twenty eight years less. Oh okay. So it's not a new thing. No no I wouldn't. He's, I wouldn't he's say been it's a new there thing. for some time. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. But yeah. Ross, you were going to say... And I think that, that, you know, you knew what to expect. Well, that's the thing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't generally choose to watch Rove under any circumstances. And I had to sit through the whole two hours worth. And, of course, I knew that Seinfeld was going to be right on the end. And, of course, he mm-hmm. was right on the end. But I couldn't not watch it in case I missed him. And then the interview was just so-so. But I think the... the the priceless moment came. Rove was trying to give away cars and he had to be over 18 and everybody that he tried to give away the car to had entered the competition was under 18 and (laughs) hysterical. Uh, But yeah, Jerry just doesn't seem to be a person who suffers fools gladly. And so they cut to him a bit later than they should have cut to him. And he was just sitting there in the States with this just bemused look on his face, just like, what the fuck are you idiots doing? (laughs) So yeah. And then I missed the start of The Apprentice. Because The Apprentice oh. actually started early. Yeah, yeah, The Apprentice started seven minutes early mm. and All Saints started 25 minutes late, which meant you could really just flip from one to the other yeah. w- without any problems. But that's not how television's supposed to work. It's supposed to go according to the guides. It is, and it uh, doesn't. Ross, what I'll have to do is, uh, is see if I can find on the uh, computer internet web mm-hmm. a copy of uh, all four members of the Seinfeld cast yes. on Regis and Kelly. Okay. They, uh, they were on Regis and Kelly earlier this week talking about the release of uh, series five, five and six, six, going through a lot of their favourite clips, going through some bloopers stuff, and uh, talking to Regis, who was a big fan of the show. Okay. Oh, that'd so be, that'd I'll be see if I can find that for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, as you just mentioned, series the reason he was on was series five and six of Seinfeld came out uh, yesterday. On DVD. On DVD. And Worldwide? or I believe so, but I can't verify that just yet. Yeah, yeah well, it, um, they just came out in the States as well, so... But if you buy both series together so. and get the little present this time, you get a replica of Jerry's puffy shirt. And I'm just thinking, mm. that's, who's going to pay the extra 30 bucks for a replica of the puffy shirt? When I bought series four, I got the special edition mm-hmm. and I got a pack of, Simpsons, a pack of Seinfeld playing cards, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's nice. I got a copy of the uh, Larry David's script for The Big Salad. Uh, complete with Larry David notes that he'd taken in. So I Excellent. thought that was pretty good. And best of all, replica of the um, sauce and mustard bottles, you know, the red and yellow sauce and mustard bottles, but a salt and pepper shakers oh. with property of monks written on the side. Oh, see, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, and I thought that was good. And I only got the uh, special edition because it was the same price as the normal edition. What about a, a, you know, a Fusilli Jerry? Like oh, that'd the, be good. You know, what Kramer makes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a nice little replica. That'd but no, nice no, they'd never think of that. Never, ever. Well, that's, you know, that's a bad Tuesday night, Ross. It is a bad Tuesday night, but yeah. And then, you know, to top it all off, Corinne left Rove, and I know how much that touches you. Well, not really, because I don't really <laughs> like any of them. <laughs> and you're not going to accidentally trip into, into it until February, March. So that's a good thing. Oh, uh, into Rove. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I guess it is a yeah, good thing. Now the only torture that you have to wade through is the, uh, the panel Christmas special. Uh, That'll yes, be on, on later Christmas on in the year. <laughs> and that's their one show for the year? One too many, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Let's uh, go to some quotes. La, we really la, need la, a, la, a thing la, for this for this. La, la, I was going to come up with a couple. I had a list. So if we talked over that one, that would just be... That's trippy. Yeah, that'd be... I told you I was going to make that a theme. You did. I told you. Quotes. A couple of weeks ago, some excellent, excellent stuff on uh, The Apprentice. The Apprentice is just the, the king of quotes, it is, I think, it at is. the moment. It's just 
absolutely superb. Ross, you were saying that you know if, if I had forethought, I could uh, I could have put together a whole compilation of all the times they said step up, step up to the plate, dropping the ball and bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. But I I suspect that that would be our whole show. <laughs> yeah, that that would really because take they, about an hour. Yeah, they yeah. do that so much, so much. But this is a particularly good one uh, from Donald Trump. Are you a homosexual, Clay? I am. Yes, Mr. Trump, I, I know. am. Is that true? Yes, it is. Okay. But the, he Marcus, did you know that Clay was gay? Yes, I did. He, when we first... Did everybody got... know this? Oh, yeah. Yes, sure. Okay. Because I didn't know it. In the beginning. So you don't find Olive very attractive, then? <laughs> no. I mean, and you don't find woman. Felicia very attractive. They're beautiful women, but they're okay. not my thing. All right. That's why they have menus in restaurants, you know? <laughs> I like steak. Somebody else likes spaghetti. That's why they have menus in restaurants. It's a great world. <laughs> Go ahead. They have menus in restaurants because there are gay people in the world. <laughs> I just, I just, in case you weren't sure what gay is, Donald Trump's explaining. <laughs> and it's so tortured. And, so, and usually, you know, usually he's quite bland on the show. I mean, you know, he's, he's got some good stuff, but usually nothing like that. No. In that same episode, though, Marcus, who was renowned for just talking too much. And just and, garbage. And Absolute garbage. He got fired. And uh, one of the great things about The Apprentice is when they have them in the cab at the end of the episode, the people who got fired in the cab on their way home and they do a little bit to camera and this is Marcus's... This, this was him defending how articulate he is, yes. I believe. Marcus defending how articulate he is. I, I think that the team took advantage of my ideas. I, the, the, the people, you know... See how to say it. <laughs> You know, the, you know, I mean, you know, it's I uh, speak intelligently and I speak to the point. I speak to the details and I do feel I do uh, go into detail and, uh, you know, I've tried to step up and do the right thing. And um, I'm, I've, you know, we're, we're, when you've done all you can do, where do you go from there? I, I, don't, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what you're talking about, Marcus. Come on. What are you doing? The Apprentice, it's just too good now. I it mean, is, the, it is. Last season it was a bit poor. This I thought, season, I, it's I agree. superb. I agree. But I think, interestingly, this season they've got rid of all the people who might actually be a good apprentice and just kept the nutcases. Whereas <laughs> yes. in previous seasons, it's except kind for, of... Except for Randall, who they've... Oh, who, Randall, yeah. Who they've yeah. kept because they've gone, well, shit, we need one person who's going to be good in the company because <laughs> we do have to have them in the company. But everyone else, complete nutcase. Yeah, yeah, because usually they get rid of the nutcases in the first couple of episodes, like Sam in the first series. Yes, and, yeah. and you know, there's no way that Marcus or Clay... Or, you know, any of these guys would, would have lasted as long as they did. No, no. Uh, so they've, they've, they've switched it up a bit and I think it's working. It's, it's working so well. Similarly, uh, last night on America's Next Top Model, which also, as I've said before, is a great show, uh, they, uh, it came down to, to two girls and these two girls just weren't doing as, as, well, as, they, as well as they should. And this season of Top Model has been great as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and these two girls who are at the top last week we're right down the bottom and uh and we're waiting for tara banks to say who is going to be kicked out that week and it's down to these two girls who everyone thought was really 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 good and tara says and so the judges have decided that you both should pack your bags and the girls start crying and they just stand there 
and they're crying and they're waiting for Tyra to say something else. And Tyra says, Because you're going to London! You pack your bags and you pack... And then they have streamers falling down from the roof and these guys dressed as uh, as royal guards coming out with their big fuzzy hats and trumpets playing. And, and it was hilarious. It was one of the best things I've seen as far as... As far as a prank on television, you know, Ashton Kutcher could learn a lot from Tyra, ba- Tyra Banks. Just reminded me, have you seen that, uh, that new reality show that they're actually cooking up on Channel 4 in the UK? I think oh, the, made, the space? The space one. I, read, I was reading about this in the Green Guide today. Yeah. They're getting a bunch of people <laughs> and they're training them to go into outer space and then sending them into outer space. Except they're not. <laughs> and it's all a big prank and they're sending them to some... Uh, disused factory in London. Or yeah, yeah, a, a, in a dis- Nevada. A disused yeah. mi- military factory. Uh, in, they in used England. for the the pictures for the first. Moon. Well, they're actually that using sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and they're using the spaceship from oh, Space Cowboys. So they're not going to know that they're not on the moon. No, no. <laughs> and uh, and the show, and this is I think the best thing. The show is called Space Cadets. <laughs> Space Cadets. While we're talking about that genre of uh, of show, Kill Reality ended this week uh, in Australia, and we finally got to see what it was that got Johnny Fairplay kicked out of the house. What was it? He took a shit in somebody's bed, which I thought was a pretty bad thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty bad thing, and uh, and I'd heard about this earlier, so I knew that he was going to take a shit in somebody's bed. What I didn't know is that she was going to be sleeping in the bed while he did it. (laughs) Isn't that just obscene? And he couldn't work out why everyone was making such a big deal about it. (laughs) You know what? Those those people from those shows are truly nutty. So did she wake up while he was doing it? Well, they didn't didn't show that. They didn't show the actual term, but they explained it. They didn't say if she woke up while she was doing it, but she didn't come chasing him out of the room. Because the cameras were there. Cameras were there. Cameras were there. And he said... But the cameras can't take part in it. No, no, no. But he said to one of the other people in the house, I'm going to go and do this. And then went into his room and barricaded himself in the room. It was... It was true. You know what? I've never seen that much uh, mental instability on one show. And this is... (laughs) Like, seriously, that's, that's... Without any hyperbole or anything, these people have problems. And when you get to that level and you don't think you've done anything wrong, I think being taken away from the house is the least of your problems. That was Kill Reality this week. Next week we get to see the film that they were making, The Scorned. I can't wait. They're showing it on the show. Well, they're, they're going to be showing it on uh, on E! Channel. Okay. And I think after that I'm getting rid of Foxtel. Oh. Yeah. I'm over it. Ooh. I'm over it. This is part of my whole plan. But we don't have time for that. Okay. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen! Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Uh This is the wrong one, Brett. (laughs) It's the wrong one. It's the wrong one. Was it? That's crap TV. It was the wrong one. It was supposed to be all my circuits. Where are we up to? (laughs) You're up to the right part. You're up to the right part. But we were going to do the uh, the one that was called housekeeping in uh, there. But it doesn't no, matter now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, uh, I... F- <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know what? You're, I... just, you're constantly breaking the show. <laughs> You've broken it now. I'm, I'm all out of kilter. 
I've I've been like airless. I haven't had web connection for half a week. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really thrown. Yeah, why? You I don't have anything to to contribute to the show. Why? I, I feel like I'm I've just been cut off from the rest of the world. I I was Brett? working and then partying until Brett? six o'clock this morning. Brett, why are you taking it out on the listeners? <laughs> why? What have they done to you? Nothing. If you want to tell Brett off, email him. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Ross. I finally caught up with Headland during the week. Headland. Headland. Exactly. Exactly. And you know how uh, things in our society seem to get prefaced, you know, uh, for example, if you're talking about Senator Barnaby Joyce, you have to say Maverick Senator Barnaby (laughs) Joyce. And uh, if you're talking Dancing with the Stars, it's the Dancing with the Stars Juggernaut. And if you're talking about Anthony LaPaglia, it's Australia's own Australia's Anthony LaPaglia. Own, yes. Well, so there's going to be some buzzing because I'm going to turn my phone on. I suspect that there will be the reprehensible... It'll be good. The reprehensible headland. <laughs> reprehensible! <laughs> reprehensible headland. Um, yeah, finally saw a bit of this. And to put it bluntly, I think Channel 7 should be ashamed of themselves for putting this on air. Uh, it is one of the worst pieces of television I have ever seen. What's wrong with it? Well, uh, the acting is terrible. Absolutely is it, terrible. Is it Summer Bay? Yes. It, is very, it just because it's a soapy and it, it is? It is. Not into that. I, I'm not into soapies, but uh, and I'm sure that they, you know, they tried to write the thing, you know, and produce the thing far too quickly and for for so little money. All the scenes are flatlining. They've all got that kind of. Uh, one tone to them the whole time. Uh, and then, obviously, the directors come in and said something like, you know, oh, we need a bit more emotion in there. So <laughs> you end up with all the lines being kind of at this level. Oh, so what happened to you? Oh, I did this. Yeah, that sounds good. But then they pull a ridiculous facial expression. <laughs> so <laughs> who's directing? Emote. I'm not sure who's directing. Ross, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm just going to play your message to me <laughs> from... Uh, <laughs> So I'm guessing you've watched more than 30 seconds of it now. In fairness now, I've watched a bit more than 30 seconds of it, and it didn't get any better. I've kind of, uh, yeah, I've kind of (laughs) blown what I was going to lead up to here. (laughs) Or you have. Sorry Uh, about that. But the thing that I think is completely unacceptable with this show, uh, you know, the acting shit, the writing shit, the directing shit, but like you were saying, Brett, Neighbours, Home and Away, you don't watch them for writing, acting, or directing, anything like that. Well, Mm. you kind of watch them for the writing because it's, it's about how the story hooks you in, yeah. you know, in, in that you do have some kind of emotional investment in what's happening to the characters. Yeah. Kind okay. of, possibly, you know, possibly. In, in that I, way. I would suggest then that you, you, in that case, you're watching it more for the story yeah, well, rather yes. than the writing. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair call. Uh, but the problem with this is the look of it. It looks like it has been shot on a handicam. It is the worst looking piece of garbage I have seen on TV. And like I said, Channel 7 should be ashamed that something like this went to air. 
I told you, it, it's it's like someone's watched a whole lot of episodes of Prisoner or Young Doctors and thought that's the look that I want. Yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. No, not Doctor Who, Young Doctors. <laughs> Doctor Who looks better than this. Yeah, it does. Now, for those of you who don't know much about video or film production, uh, all video and film generally gets graded. And that's kind of similar to, uh, to put it in, a, in terms most people would understand. That's kind of like Photoshopping that they do to most images to try and to make them more acceptable and to look better. Well, it, they do that with All Saints. They shoot All Saints on video, but yep. it looks a bit more like film. It does, yeah. And that would be... Because they deepen the colours. Yeah, and all that, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. Now, for whatever reason... Oh, well, classic example I was going to say of that is if you look at... If you buy any TV show or most films on DVD and you look at the deleted scenes, usually the deleted scenes don't get graded. So you can you get a fair idea. Classic example is The Office. If you look at The Office deleted scenes, they've got that immediate crappy video look. But yes. the actual scenes that went to air properly look much better than that. And a, a great explanation of that is if you've got the 7 special edition DVD, you can actually... Watch somebody yeah. doing the grading. Watch them do the, the grading. It's fantastic. Yeah, which is well worth getting. Uh, but for whatever reason, Headland isn't graded. They, they, I, they, they've decided just not to grade it at I all. I grade it. I give it an F. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, people will probably say, well, that's a financial decision. You know, that they've made this decision for, for monetary reasons. Which would be kind of acceptable. Acceptable. <laughs> That's acceptable. <laughs> which would be kind oh of, my acceptable. <laughs> which would be kind of acceptable, uh, except that in the first couple of minutes, about two minutes into the first show, there was a very prolonged and expensive helicopter shot following a man on a motorbike through yes. the bush. And then about two minutes after that, they had most of Maloko's "Sing It Back." which is a popular dance crossover would song. Would have cost them so much money. Well, both of them would have cost a mint. And I'm just thinking, no, don't spend your show on your money on pretending your show looks good. Actually spend it on making your show look good. Helicopter shots are very expensive. Music is very expensive. Put that money into grading it and getting a decent-looking show. And I think that goes to the heart of my kind of problem with Headland. They're, they're pretending they've got this fantastic whiz-bang new show. Uh, they've graded the ads, which is interesting. They've graded the ads so that the ads look really good. Oh, really? Yeah, the ads look like fantastic um, artistic kind of shots and whatever. Uh, for example, this week they were advertising uh, a guy riding on a motorcycle, same guy, I presume, and mm. he had a bunch of flowers sticking out of his leather jacket. And they desaturated all the colour, almost to black and white, except for the bright red roses hanging out of his, uh, hanging out of his jacket. Lovely idea. I happen to be on my Tuesday night from hell. <laughs> I happen to be flicking around at that time and actually caught that scene. And the scene where he drives up with the, motor, with the flowers sticking out just looks atrocious. So they're spending all this money on trying to pretend it looks good, like their credit sequence. Their credit sequence is fantastic and would have cost a fortune. But, you know, what's the point? And I, th- I think what, what a lot of people don't understand is that the way a show looks makes a huge difference to whether or not you can you can keep watching it. Yeah. I think uh you know, I think if it looked a little bit better, Deirdre would have lasted more than nineteen minutes. She would have. She, she would have lasted at least an episode and then thought about it later and gone, that was crap. Uh, after I said that she actually did make it through all four episodes that Channel Seven provided us on the preview really? D V D. But she's not gonna go back to it. So she's she's not going to tune in Tuesday night and Thursday night and no she she won't tune in again and this is the thing I think with the look you kind of have to get reaccustomed to it 
every time it comes on. You won't get used to it. I mean, I think the only reason she got used to it was because she watched all four episodes pretty much back to back in the end. But I don't think you will get into it if it's on every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I should also mention, (laughs) she did say I could use her as a barometer (laughs) on the show, but uh, I didn't realise you'd be playing that bit (laughs) of the message. Deirdre can sit through all kinds of crap. (laughs) But but the thing is, the thing is, she can and and she she understands that. You know, there's there's lots of stuff that you and I can't watch, Ross. That's true. That Deirdre can. That's true. And she, but she loves soapies. Yeah. She's quite. She'll quite happily watch, you know, Days of Our Lives, and she knows that you have neighbors, nothing but contempt away. for those shows. That's true. So you know, I say, <laughs> I say, there's no problem in the marriage there, and <laughs> no so, problem at all. And even though it's cheap, I mean, the the surgeons well, well, are a, a bit of an example yeah. of something that you can make on the cheap but still make it look looks fantastic because they just use blue washes on everything yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah, believe how great. much blue's in, in the surgeon but it works it works I think yeah and I don't know how cheap Headland actually is like I think they still would have paid there's a huge cast yeah they still would have made, put a lot of money into this um, so and you know it might be the producer's fault maybe the producers have decided it might be somebody at Channel 7 but I think the buck has to stop with Channel 7 because at some point, somebody at Channel 7 should have looked at that and gone, we can't put that onto air. That is the worst looking piece of crap. Go back and grade it. Go back and make it look good. And obviously that never happened. So, I, yeah, personally, I think that's disgraceful. And I think it's, you know, well, the ratings are in this week. It's, it's already plummeting in the ratings. It's first one rated okay, but it's, it's well down uh, in the subsequent three episodes. And I think this this is a disaster for local product. I think it has a knock-on effect with everything. I think viewers, consciously or subconsciously, will kind of conjure up images of Headland when people say Australian drama in future and they'll be less likely to watch. I think networks have more of an excuse now not to fund network drama because they say, well, it doesn't work, citing Headland. And I think advertisers, same deal, same deal. Advertisers will stop advertising because they say, well, we just don't get the return. Why not get a $20,000 CSI? which is much cheaper, and rates better. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I don't have any answers for you, Ross. I wish I did. I wish I did because there was lots of, uh, lots of press leading up to Headland where people were saying, right, this is Channel 7's last-ditch effort. This is, this is the make-em-or-break-em one. Well, if, if they had that much pressure put on them to put out a really, really good show... Why didn't they try to put out a really good show? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, like, it wasn't my cup of tea, but stick with Last Man Standing. You know, that's an adult drama. That's what you're after. Stick with that. Why, why do you have to, you know, make, make this pile of crap? And if they, if they want to make a good soap, there are enough people who watch good soaps to make a focus group. Yep. If, they, if that's all they want to do, if they want to be that cynical about television, yep. that, you know, it gets to the point where... All they're doing is creating shows for a particular focus group. They could do that and then test it and then fix it and test it again and fix it and test it again and then release the soap that people will watch. Exactly, exactly. Use that money. And I think they've they've shot something like 50 hours of it. Yeah, yeah, they've shot a whole year's worth, I think. What? Seriously, yeah. they've shot 50 hours of it. and, and so They did that just last weekend, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they did do it that quickly. So, yeah, so it'll be on for at least another six months. But, <clears throat> but who knows in what it, form? You know what? It'll be on for the summer because it doesn't make any difference. I'd be, I'd be surprised if we see it on at all after the Commonwealth Games. 
Wait a minute. I'm just checking. I'm, I'm just checking the local guide here. Yes. So it's it's actually shifted into the summer bay. The it has. Away Interestingly, slot. yeah, it's shifted into channel. Uh, yeah, seven o'clock. So, so channel seven are already screwing with its time slot. Right. <laughs> yes. So what? It's seven o'clock every night. No. No. Just it's Tuesday and Thursday. Seven o'clock Tuesday and Thursday. Seven o'clock till eight o'clock. Seven o'clock till eight o'clock. Well, that's people are so used to that as a concept. <laughs> that's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. So I think yeah, I think it's a disaster, and I think and I think. Channel 7 should be ashamed of themselves. Well, yeah. Shame on you, 7. Yep. What's your uh, catchphrase, Ross? Channel 7 suck. Right. <laughs> and with that, let's go to some new shows. Oh, oh I like it. Box cutters. No, Brett, that, that was supposed to be la 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 new shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know that next week we'll come in and you'll have that as a thing. <laughs> no, no, I won't. That's why you just That's- did that. <laughs> You can't double up on gold like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of lots and lots and lots of new shows this week because, uh, as the aforementioned ratings period uh, stumbles to its end, we have yeah, all kinds of crap coming on the air. So I will go through a list pretty much in order of days, but just stop me if there's any that you're interested in, guys, or you want to stop on and discuss at any time. All right, your time starts... Oh, now I should. I, oh, can I sorry. just yeah, yeah. specify uh, some of these? Wind, wind back the clock. <laughs> some of these okay. are either new shows or some of them are kind of returning to our screens. Okay, your time so, starts now. On Saturday night, we've got Rock Quiz returning for another series. Rock okay. Quiz, Rock Quiz. Um, on Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday during the day, we've got What Not to Wear, the Kath and Kim Code, Alibi. Hey, oh, I've heard Kath and Kim on the radio and. They're on Rove and... Yep. It just sounds so tedious. Um, I've turned. <laughs> I'm so turned. <laughs> Is that Scrubber still hosting Rockwiz? Yes. Yes. I, Is it just me that can't stand her? I, I, can't, I can't stand her either. Finds her just complete smart-ass without any kind of hosting ability. You know what? I've, I've never seen Rockwiz. I know who you're talking about. Julia Zemiro. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call her a Scrubber. I don't know her, but I am sick of seeing her on every bloody ad that's yeah. on at the moment as well. She does a lot of ads. She's just everywhere, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I don't know why because she's she's not the every woman, and, and so she's another not person that I don't think is any good either. Well, that's you know we've already spoken about how poor our hosting situation is on Australian television. Yeah, I was going to say, who else would you get? Anne Turpy. <laughs> well, yeah, he could do anything. Also on Sunday night, Smallville is returning with a big double episode. I think. Double episode of uh, episode fourteen and fifteen, I think. Yep. Every- so if if you haven't seen Smallville before, you can either try to catch it and catch up with it then, or I'm sure you can rent it on DVD from uh, certain I'm, DVD I'm stores. I'm sure you'll be able. Is to- it a show that you can catch up? I'm on? sure you'll be able to catch up. Yeah, it's it's really there's not much to it. What's what's the deal? Is it is it? It's uh, it, well, yeah, it's it's Clark Kent. Young, young Superman, school-aged Superman, I think. With yeah. powers? Is he saving people? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got powers, but they're no costumes. And, and, oh. like, and he goes to the same high school as Lex Luthor, which, oh. works, which works well. Yeah, it works very nicely. And there's no crypto. Oh, yeah. Superdog. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> as opposed to kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, there's kryptonite. There's no crypto, yeah. the Superdog. Right. Uh, returning, everybody's excited about uh, Monday night because Two and a Half Men and Joey are returning to our screen. Bloody hell! Um, no! On no, no, no make it stop! Oh, on at the same, make it stop! 
on at the same time is a Veronica Mars, which we talked Excellent. about earlier. I'll be watching that and staying well away from Two and a Half Men because it's poison. Also on Tuesday night, I'm interested to know, Josh, <laughs> uh, I think it's a new South Park. Really? What's the, what's the title? Mr. Garrison's Fancy New Vagina. Yes, yes, I've seen that episode. Is it good? It's superb. This is the start of a new start season. Start of a new season. That's the first episode of a new season of South Park. And it's on just before Speaking in Tongues. Yes, which, which we should watch. Yeah, it, Speaking in Tongues is uh, it's doing really well. I think I'd, it's really picked up. I'd really like to have a good chat about that at some point. Oh, that'd be yeah, good. maybe yeah. next week. We'll see what we can do okay. next week. All right, that sounds good. Uh, Tuesday, we've got Ghost Whisperer. Uh, which is the medium rip-off which, which that started in September. Yep. Third Watch is returning to our screens. Why? Uh, you, know, you know what? My thing with Third Watch is they don't understand that drama doesn't just mean yelling. Ah, uh, right. It's, it's a lot of... Ye- get him over there! Where are we going? Ah, get him to the hospital! You stop! That's the, that's, there's no drama if there's no yelling. Well, they'll be yelling straight after it because Wife Swap's back on our screen straight after it as well. Which is not the show that I thought it was going to be. Wife Swap USA. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on Tuesday night, uh, growing, up, growing Up Gotti, which did, did that start? Yes, that was last week. week. The first one was, yeah, this week. So I, I taped it, but I haven't seen it yet. Did you have a chance to watch it? No. Uh, yeah, it should be, should be interesting. Uh, also up against those shows is Surface on Channel 10 which I can't tell you much about, except it's an, uh, people all over the world experience bizarre encounters involving strange new creatures in the ocean. Yeah, that, that also started uh, in September in, in the US, I think. Okay. I haven't heard anything about it. And on, Ooh, and they're repeating numbers. Yeah, I know, the from pilot. the start, which uh, seems like a great idea. Uh, and also then Wednesday night, uh, there's a series of teacher shows starting on Channel 10, uh, Blackpool... Bromwell High Tolerance and Seven Periods Black- with Mr. Gromsley. Blackpool's not a... Uh... Isn't? I just oh, assumed they were, all, they were all school ones. The other two are school ones, so I just assumed it was Hang on, what channel is this? Channel 2. Blackpool. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different show. Okay. Musical drama series. Oh, is this saying it's musical drama? Yep. Oh, yeah, I think that's Follows a charismatic family man with a dark past and a dream. Oh. To turn Blackpool into the Las Vegas of the North England coast. Oh, yep. In musical form. Yep, I've seen the first... uh, It's not really... There's not much musical in it. Okay, okay. I think... Unless I'm thinking of a completely different show. Apparently it's just a six-parter. Okay. Does it go for an hour? Uh, Hour and five. Yeah, hour and five. Well, that's that's the show I'm thinking of. It's... uh, I didn't quite get it, but it's it's co-written by one of the guys who wrote uh, either Little Britain or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Sorry, League of of Gentlemen. Okay. Uh, they're different things. Well, the other two are definitely yes. high school shows. Certainly, Bromwell High and Seven Periods with Mr. Gormsley, Gormsby. Yes. Uh, also on Wednesday night, we have Five Days Till Midnight with the F in Five written as a five. Five Five Days Till Midnight. Five, five Days. Uh, Empire, which is a new... Which is an eight-hour documentary made by Andy Warhol of the Empire State <laughs> Building. <laughs> I, I, I'm having a feeling that this would be... <laughs> Much less interesting. <laughs> no, this is a this is a historical reenactment type, starring Australia's own somebody somebody who used to be in Home and Away. Simon Baker. No, somebody else. Ex Home and Away. Anyway, uh, returning also. Quincy's on later on. Yes, Quincy. <laughs> fantastic. Yep. Also returning on Wednesday is Judging Amy, 
fantastic. Great. I can't wait for that. Although, you know what? Tyne Daly, bless her. <laughs> and then on Channel 10, like Jack, we... She, she was Cagney and or Lacey. Yes. <laughs> like we said on Channel 10, Futurama's coming back, so... Which is great. That is great news. Uh, Strong Medicine's on, which is apparently a series return, but no one's ever heard of the original being on, so it, I can't... Say whether that's new or... It was on very, very briefly last summer, I believe. Oh, okay. And that's followed by Blind Justice. After a detective loses <sighs> his eyesight, and that's enough of that. I've seen the first, <laughs> I've seen the first episode of Blind Justice as well. Radio. Terrible. <laughs> I saw it about a year ago. It's, it's really shocking. So with Rutger Howe? No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's similar, but that, that was a movie. Okay. This uh, is a, uh, it's just very bad. Yes. Very, very bad. And then the big guns really come out on Thursday night on Channel 7, 8.30 for the double of Stacked, the new Pamela Anderson <gasps> comedy. Yes. Followed by Tommy Lee, her porn star husband. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee goes to college, a reality TV well, show. Can we also say Tommy Lee, drama for Motley Crue. Oh, yeah, sorry. You know, okay. he does have Motley. talent. <laughs> Wife beater. <laughs> he does have talent. Drama for Motley Crue. I don't, uh, but everybody will be on Channel 9. I'm not sure if it's up against that or later that night for I reckon they should... um, TV Legends. And you'll never guess who they're having on as their first TV legend. Uh, this is an Aussie, Aussie show. show. Burt Newton. Graham Kennedy. Graham Kennedy. The late, but he's dead. The late great. How are they having him on? That's going to be terrible television. <laughs> you can see clips that haven't been broadcast for years. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the, the pro pal, call. And the, and the pal dog and food. And the dog pissing on the set. Uh, there's some interesting movies on too this week. Uh, if you yeah, if you want to watch some decent movies, I suggest possibly turning over to SBS. Uh, Emily is on, which is a nice, beautiful, nice beautiful French film. film. There's On Hot Dogs is Jada Babe. Uh, Jay Babe. Hot Dogs. Hot Dogs. <laughs> Which is a uh, documentary. I don't know much about it, but uh, it was not local doco, local doco, up for and an it's AFI. Up for an AFI, and uh, a woman yeah, uh, with a strange uh, syndrome. That yeah, makes yeah, her she, tall and she's very tall. She's six foot two, two, and uh, yeah, very tall woman, very large fingers. Okay, and uh, and uh, yeah, and how she's lived her life. And also, no. also, sorry, just the last couple of movies on Saturday night, uh, Lilia Forever, which is a Lucas Moodyson. Oh, I don't know how you say his last name, but a Swedish film. Absolutely fantastic film. If you get a chance, I definitely recommend watching it. Okay. It's not the brightest of films. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna come out of it singing the theme to quotes. Right. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Lilia if, forever. Lilia forever. And also, if you prefer a bit more of the commercial kind of vibe for shows, uh, I don't know how you're going to choose between these. On Sunday night, you've got locusts. Day of Destruction, which sounds fantastic. I'm sold. A government scientist, Lucy Lawless, <gasps> is the only person who can protect America from a deadly breed of bioengineered locusts. And that's up against the Australian film, You Can't Stop the Murders, which is... Oh, oh. watch Locusts. <laughs> watch Locusts. So I don't know how people are going to choose between... I've, I've, just, I've just... Yeah, I think the casting is brilliant. Lucy Lawless as a scientist. Well, I'm watching that. When's that on? <laughs> Sunday night? Sunday night at 10 a.m. So 10 p.m. 10 p.m. You've got a, an hour to get over the whole Decath and Kim code. No. Great. And then it's all about locusts. <laughs> it's all about locusts. Let's this, go to the quiz. This has just come to me. Um, I did read today. Do you know if it's been confirmed that the closer was actually axed? 
Oh no, I read that in that, that I think that was in a letter saying that it was axed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was in the letter saying it just had four four episodes to go and and no mention of of it ever coming back. Right. I, I I would doubt it's been axed, but thanks for the answer there. Hey, I've got a question for okay, you. Okay, question three. <laughs> Which okay, can I... all these going to be about war? No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Good to see Gareth back on the telly on Monday night. It was, wasn't it great? It's a great episode. Now, we, uh, we did get some answers to last week's quiz question. Oh, really? There was no question, but ah. I did say send your answers to gimme at boxcutters.net. I'd forgotten the question. There was no question. Yeah. Right. But I saw the answer. Well, there were ten answers. <laughs> no. Kerry, uh, Kerry sent in good. ten answers. I'm sorry, Kerry, they were all wrong. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Try a bit. Uh, Try a the real bit. answer's four inches. Try a little bit harder next time, Kerry. What was the question? <laughs> that was This week on the quiz. This week on the quiz. Uh, well, I thought in honour of Seinfeld coming out with season five and six, uh, we should possibly do a Seinfeld quiz. And oh, okay. Can we do a... Can people send in their versions of Fusilli Jerry? <laughs> Yes, if you want, that'd be good. No, that'd, that'd be good. You know what? That's never going to happen. Can they email us? <laughs> they could do it. Take, take photos of it and yep. email us. Mm. It would. It would be great to be able to then say, "Ah, oh, and we've got copies of Seinfeld DVD to give away," but we don't. So, you get a t-shirt. <laughs> you, yeah, when we get t-shirts to give away, <laughs> if and when the t-shirts. Uh, so, Mick, Mick. Mick. That's all I'm saying. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, he hasn't emailed me back. Well, he is a regular listener, so I'm sure that probably in about two hours you might get your answer. That'd be that'd be great because yeah, I've just been waiting. You know what? I should. That was rude. I should have done that by email. <laughs> Sorry, Mick. You take your time. But I'd re- I'd really like to see what you've done. So Seinfeld quiz. First question: Who was the baseballer featured on Seinfeld having a relationship with both Jerry and Elaine? Mm. 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 Okay, so should I should I repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, repeat the question. Who was the baseballer who featured on Seinfeld having a relationship with both Jerry and Elaine? Question two. Question number two. What was the name of the animated private detective voiced by Jason Alexander? Ah, that's a that's a good one. That's obscure. Mm. Hey, it's, a it's private not, detective. It's not connected with. It's not connected with. Uh, was it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, he was. was. He's not yeah. connected with Seinfeld. I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got a third question. Can I, can I do a third oh, question? Well, I've this got one's five. This but one's you can a, do another one. This one's a bit easier. Okay. What does George's dad collect? Ooh. What does George's dad collect in Seinfeld? Oh, okay. The music's on, Ross. Have we got any more questions? I'll just ask one more. This is another fairly easy one. Where does Jerry's cousin Jeffrey work? Okay. So we need answers to all of those questions for somebody to take out that To take out that t-shirt. this week. And you can send in your answers anytime during the week. We'll pick one at random. Send them to gimme at boxcutters.net. You can win yourself a Boxcutters t-shirt. That's it for the show. If you've got anything else you want to let us know, do so. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Don't forget to check us out. Boxcutters.net. How many times can I say boxcutters.net? I'm Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I am and continue to be Brett Cropley until <laughs> later on. <laughs> Catch us. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. That should be Catch Us Next Week, same bat time, same bat channel. Oh, ruin the show again, Brett. <laughs>